Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Today we follow up. If you checked out last episode with Jasper the Stripper, you might remember that we started the episode with Special K the Intern. He had some marketing questions that we never got around to investigating. So uh, here we are again. We circle back to follow up and bring you part two of our discussion with Special K here on the Hard Luck Show. We got finished up with Kevin. He hasn't even asked us his yeah. questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, Kevin, what did you think of that? Uh, it's, it's crazy. Just listening to that story about you know zip tying that yeah. guy. That was that's like some movie shit right there. <laughs> yeah, she and she's actually living it. Yeah. Right. Look at Kevin, man. He was like kind of like he was like leaning in, and even Sean was kind of leaning <laughs> over when she was talking. Well. When you, I couldn't really see because you know uh, the angle. Yeah, whatever. It yeah. looked like she didn't have pants on. It did, I, it did look yeah. like I know, but so and nice. she, she and because they were like nude yeah, color tights. Yeah, she had like nude color tights on. Right. right, right. She's one of those chicks that like sometimes when you look at a certain angle, you're like, oh, she's okay, you know, whatever. And then another angle she hits, and you're like, ah, what is that? Huh. You know, you kind of like, hmm, what's going huh. on there? Something's brewing. Steve, what did you what what did you make of her stories and what did you make of the interview? I uh I was I was peeping something out right now. I thought, you know what, what I thought of the interview was she's moving at the drop of a dime minutes and minutes to uh the um uh, what are those? Airbnb? Right. 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 In Houston, stripper, likes to use meth, likes to use heroin, got the dog, running around. Just like her whole, like, get down, I know, I know exactly Poison. what's going on. I know what's going on. Like, I could tell you what her look, her, I, not to sound like an asshole, but I can no, tell no, you no. what it looks like. Because I know what that looks like. What does it look like? When she was going around and the phone's moving and she's doing all sorts of things, <laughs> yeah. that's what it looks like mm-hmm. at all times. Right. Yeah, it's a complete, yeah, and any guy that's gotten sucked into that. <sighs> Poor bastard. You know, I don't want to know. I'm going to act. Let me ask you a question. Let me act like, let's act like it's not happening, and then I can't really do this. You know, they're not built for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <clears throat> she's running through guys, and it's like, and she, she has to do those types of drugs to continue. I don't know any chicks. Yeah. That are escorting stripping. Yeah. That. They have to be on those drugs mm-hmm. to be able to do it, to keep going and doing it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. How long before she hits rock bottom? You know, I know something. There's, there's really no saying in that because we don't know where we, we there's no way to answer that. Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you is that if she's really 30 and has been at the gamut for a 10, 10 years, years. Right. If that's the case, right? She and she's where she's at right now. She got at least another good fucking 10, 10, 10 15. Yep. Yeah, she'll French- do this as long as her body will hold up, and they'll still give her money. <clears throat> yep. right. French Pacers, what did you think of the interview? What were you hearing there? I mean, co-sign everything Steve said. That's a, 
it's evident you know she uh she was she was living and breathing on on her own tick right you know it's just try to get through the hour not even the day yeah right exactly. you know exactly right? she's living minute to minute right so minute to minute you know and she don't know her own speed yeah you know and she don't even you know it's just she's out of tune even with herself right i i, I felt i felt kind of bad you know when she yeah. goes the first time i ever wore high heels was on a strip yeah that was yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I picked you know, up on that. And yeah. You start wondering, okay, man, where was the obviously parent? Right. Where was the mom helping her get ready for a prom? You know where what? It, it sounded like she just lot. wandered into a spot that she she had no other options. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, right. I, and there's a lot of. I, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Do say. It. I believe that if, and not all the time, but I would say if me if we were all to sit down and she were to be honest and share her story yeah. going backwards. Yeah. There's some serious. I would imagine there's some serious missing pieces. Of course, to the pie. But but, but dude, Kevin looks broken. She's a sweetheart though. She's sweetheart, a, right? She really was like. She had a better attitude handling this interview than most strippers or chicks like that yeah. that are in that same position wouldn't really be able to execute what she executed. No, and and not and be pleasant and not a total like crazy. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Quick so she, to be defensive she, and right, yeah, right. Yeah. She, like, you Are you guys talking shit? Are right, you guys clowning? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like, you could tell she's, she's a sweetheart. She's probably you know, but she's like, caught up in it, man. Well, yeah. I'll tell you this much: I'll marry the guy, 150 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign. Mm-hmm. Want to be taken care of? Well, listen, that's all correct. But you know, in terms of doing the interview, like I was sitting there thinking about it, and part of me wanted to strike on some of those chords, right? Mm-hmm. Like. But then the other part of me was like, we know this. Yes, we don't need to discuss it. Right. So I was thinking like, before we get, I I would actually like to hear how she got to a place where she's shown, she can't work at Smoothie King properly. She doesn't have the built-in values to work at the Smoothie. Imagine if, you know. I mean, we just got done hearing a story about a guy whose dad started out as a dishwasher and built that all the way up into owning his own business, right? Mm-hmm. And so she goes into Smoothie King, and she's like... She's been banned from Smoothie King for stealing and been banned from all the strip clubs in Houston for stealing. Right. right? So uh-huh. what I wanted to bring out was like... Yeah, this is what was I found really interesting about her personality was she does come across as a sweetheart, right? But she's a thief. But she, but, yeah. But she's a thief. That's why I asked her, like, are you a destroyer of men? Right. Right? right. And her, she said she'd never even thought about it. Right? She sure was quick to tell you how biased she was, though, at the end, huh? Mm-hmm. And she was sure quick to tell me how she got revenge on a guy who wouldn't give her a thousand bucks. Right. Zip ties. I think she is a. A destroyer of men. Yeah. Somebody did something fucked up to her. I think so. I sent. I I did a. I I did, I was so selfish in my ways. I really damaged a young woman. Like mm. sent her off. That girl's escorting and stripping right now. Anything else, man? And I really just just you know. And I, I know that some women are like that. Some women can get done so cold from dudes. They go the other way. They get into this field hmm. just to kind of. A man, you know, work them, yeah, work them, you know, or man. put them in the proper box. Right. Yeah, put them in the proper I'm box. never gonna get into never. a place where I'm vulnerable and I love a guy. I'm gonna again. use these guys, 
for my needs. Or that's all they want from me. So I'm never going to allow myself to fall victim again to the to their story. Right. There you go. That's what they want. Right. And I'm going to stand in boundary situations that are boundaried perfectly. This is what it is. This is what they want. And so that's all I'm going to do. Right. And I'm never going to get caught up again. Mm -hmm. Ever. Right. Right. Kevin, how old are you? 22. Or 23 now. Okay. Uh, I just turned 23 today. Today? Today your birthday? birthday. birthday. What? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Somebody get a candle. I I mean, I don't know if I have a candle. We're going to send you home with this little three pack. We're going to send you home with this three pack today. Listen. Holy fucking shit. We got baked goods for you. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 22nd or 23rd? 23rd. 23rd. Man. You remember being 23? 30 years ago. Right? What? Come on. What's this? You don't know what this is? It's happy birthday. Millennium happy birthday though. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on. You don't like Stevie Wonder? No. You don't like the Stevie Wonder happy birthday song? Oh, boy. This is the extended version. You is can it? go right to it. Uh, huh, how about this? Happy birthday, happy Kevin, birthday. right? Birthday. We didn't have a stripper jump out of a cake, but, but we do have a cake and we did have a stripper. We did, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Right. Boom. Yeah. It worked out somehow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cake and a stripper, you could tell them. <laughs> I, love, I love Kevin. Like, yeah. 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 Let's hear that marketing plan. I want to hear the marketing plan. <laughs> Kevin, but oh wait, so now that we know you're tw- you just turned 23, just right? Yeah. The wet behind the ears. Yeah. And you, you just heard this whole woman shtick, right? Right. Right? And she, hey, but twice, wait a minute. What were you doing at 23? What was I doing at 23? Hmm. What was I doing at... No, what was uh-huh. I doing at 23? Fuck, man. I was in school. Uh-huh. I was fucking... Deaf and, I was eating pumpkin pie and drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I was um, trying to keep Matt and Sean from killing each other. I was drinking... Definitely drinking, um, but I wasn't wilding out that much, man. I was a fucking. He was caught in a love triangle. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, that's tr- dude. All right, Are you, you caught in any love triangles? Um, no. But why'd you say it slow? I was, I was trying to think. Maybe like, has there been someone that I've liked that someone also has liked? But no. Wait a second. Do you have a girlfriend? I uh, used to. Oh man! Yeah. All right, welcome. Welcome. Okay. welcome, hey man! Yeah. I used to have, uh, and you know what? Get a pastry and listen to the <laughs> the stripper show. Yeah, right. Just listen to a little more hard luck. You'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, maybe, maybe. How? Do, hey, or maybe, maybe you won't. Yeah, maybe he ended it. Maybe yeah, Special maybe K was like. Maybe Kevin was like. Listen, you knew the deal when you met me. Hit the bricks. Right. You knew the deal when you met me. Maybe Kevin was like, hey, dude, I'm not going to work out. Right. Maybe Kevin was like, I'm not going to stop escorting. You don't want to know about it. <laughs> right. You don't want to share me. Right. It's like Kevin might have been like 150,000. Right. Kevin <laughs> would still do this. I'll sign a prenup. Not 130. I'm no cheap. Yeah. No, it, was, it was actually mutual. Are you straight or gay? Uh, 
But kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I like that. I do too. I do too. Yeah. So you know what? Fucking. Uh, so let's get to the questions. Sure. Yeah. Let's get to the questions. What so, are the? Oh, wait. Wait. Just a reminder. Roll back a little bit. All right. This, All is, right. Our, this is this is our possibly our marketing director. Right. right. Well, first of all, he was looking for a mar- uh, marketing director. He's our marketer. Well, he was looking for an internship, right? After his right. business degrees and everything else from UC Santa Cruz, right? Banana slugs. Yes. Okay. And he says, okay. Banana slugs. That's their, That's mascot. their mascot. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with them? It's... I don't know. Bro. Dude, what they live on the ocean. Life. They're hippies out there, yeah, bro. That's a, that's a life, right? yeah. That's a that's mascot. Horrible. It's worse. That's a horrible mascot. They picked the worst they mascot they could. Yeah, they did okay. Or okay. a fucking abalone. Or some shit like Santa that. No. Shit, we we no. actually love our mascot. We, right. We just, it was like an yeah, ironic. They don't feel bad about it. Yeah. Right. No. no. It wasn't. Not. Listen, UC Santa Cruz didn't do the thing where they were like, oh, a Trojan. They were making fun of that. Right. Everyone's got a Trojan. Everyone's got a Spartan. Right. Everyone's got a, a fucking bear. cowboy, a bear, right. a Bruin. Right. A and so UC Santa Cruz was like, fuck it. Why are it always the same fucking thing? All right. And I think they had a contest or yeah, something. They, they, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Banana contests. Slug won out. Mm-hmm. That's dope. All those dudes like that had been smoking weed in Santa Cruz wanted a fucking Banana Slug. Yeah. And you can't talk shit about a school, a university that's in the same town that Lost Boys that's true. Ooh, yeah. well, was I put love, in. I love Santa Cruz. Santa I did too. The vibe there is great. But it's fucking Capitola cold. Is amazing. It's I'm too cold. cold. No. I drove through that motherfucker one time. It's beautiful. No. <laughs> drove through Man. that one time and see some shops in Santa Cruz. Went up and got some Santa Cruz skateboards. There you go. There you go. So, anyway, he's looking for a marketing internship. Oh, you were going to tell him. So, what's it like when I'm in lawyer mode? Like, I haven't even prepped you for this. So, just tell him, like, do I yell? Like, what goes on? Like, so, when you're in lawyer mode, um... You, st- you yell a lot. Yeah. Do I? Yeah, like I think I have, ordering, ordering people around that type of I, I yeah. <laughs> when um, it's like a deadline due, you know, he'll be yelling. Can I have someone do this? Can somebody do this? And then you know, you'll hear uh, Sarah, my other, you know, my boss. Yeah, she'll she'll be like, like yes, babe, I'll do it on the way. And then something like you know, it it'll just be like I'll be stuck in the middle, just in that desk, and then I, I'll just hear two people just screaming at me. Like, oh, not at me, but just between like between themselves. Right. Yeah. Do you ever? Does it ever? Because sometimes when I'm yelling at Sarah and she yells back, does it? Did in the beginning were you ever like, oh, I think they might be fighting? Oh no. 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 You you totally understood that we're just yelling at each yeah. other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I will be. I'll be like, where the fuck? Where in the fuck is the fucking proof of service? How many times do I have to say proof of service with every fucking thing or something like that? Yeah. So he sees that and it's completely different than like, so tell me, when did you first start stripping? It's like totally different <laughs> personalities or, or whatever. Maybe not. You see me yell, Steve, right? When was the last time I got mad in relation to the show or anything that we're doing? Do you remember? Not, I mean, you get mad, but I, I, I always kind of trip on your role when you're managing other people yeah because you're kind of like uh because i've heard i've heard you i've heard you on say shit like i shouldn't have to mix this oatmeal my minions i need to be doing much more important things than this <laughs> Sean, can't you... find good help i go for well, this guy would be a cold like uh emperor you know what i'm saying yeah. like right sean or director like, yeah. yeah bro Where's like fucking my grip? Mind... grip where the fuck are you... wait hey hey my mind was built to the <laughs> elevator 
I cannot be wasting hours on this planet sweeping. Minions sweep. I'm a, I have a have high thinking. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, dude. It's he's true. Got that, he got that little like part of like crazy like this guy's like borderlining. You know? like, we do make a couple hundred million. How's this guy gonna start acting? I. You know what? I'm not even backing you away from that. I'm embracing it. That ties your shoes for you. Tie my shoe. Honestly, sometimes like my wife's like, "Why don't you get those shoes?" I'm like, "Cause there's shoelaces on it." She's like, well, well, so You're what? You're going to hire me a little guy to run around and try. I tell her half the time I go, because all of my shoes, the backs are, are fucked down. Because you, you slippers? Yeah, because I'm like, I don't have time to sit there and tie my fucking shoes. Oh, because you slip them on. Yeah, I just right. slip them on. I'm like, look, I got shit to do. I can't worry about that. There are certain things that I don't worry about if I don't have to, because I don't care. Right. I, I'm not a car guy. I don't care. I really don't. My wife's got the Lexus. I got the fucking pickup truck. And I want my wife to have the Lexus. I'm not against it or anything like that. I don't care. I need to go from bing to bing. I don't need to fucking do all the other shit. So when we talk sometimes about like a guy that gets ready and he's got all the shit laid out and all that stuff, for me, to a certain extent, and I don't know how to explain this, and I was talking to my wife about it last night, I don't care. I'm not saying I won't do it. When it goes to trial and I'm going in front of the judge, I have a special look that I put together for that. Oh, yeah. I really do. Right? And then, but other times, like if I'm just coming down here and I got to get shit done or whatever, I'm not trying to look like the Grand Dawn. That's your war paint. Right. And then the other times, I'm not wearing You're coming on Wednesday in a onesie. I, fuck. If, I honestly. Onesie to work. Dude, honestly, yeah. I would. I would you come in. A, a, you want Supermax to actually doctor, start making onesies for you? A Dr. Seuss onesie? I would just run around in that all day. I'm going to make a one. Do it. And fucking put shoes attached to it so I don't yeah, even have I'll to put shoes I'll on. put a thing on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I would totally do that. All right. Just because I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. So half of it is that it is my mind. Lately, I've been coming to that conclusion more and more. There are certain things that I can do from a personality standpoint, thinking on my feet standpoint, that a lot of people find value in. As a result, I should really put all my eggs in that basket, not the stuff that everybody can do. Right. It's the same thing with you. Right. I mean, you know, when you're running your brand and you're doing the brand stuff, right, do you really need to be worrying about all the fiddle-faddle shit? In fact, you have told me. Mm -hmm. You, my fine-feathered friend, have actually told me that. I'm not used to having to do all this extra shit. Usually someone else handles that for me. Mm -hmm. so I'm saying the same fa fucking thing. And I'm trying to get Blue Eyes to go there. Mm -hmm. I mean, Blue Eyes has a tendency to want to... You know, do everything. Support, right? Mm -hmm. And it's cool. But then Blue Eyes has a hard time. Like, uh, like when I tell him, like, well, there was a time that you said, I can't remember what we were talking about, your employment or something. And you're like, I need to be someone's assistant. And I was like, don't ever fucking say oh, that in my what? presence ever again. Crazy kind of talk is that? This guy has such taste in certain things that honestly, he should have somebody support, like doing other small shit learning from sure. him. So, he said he had questions about the show. Because I told him, I'm like, listen to the show, Kevin, and find out what's the essence or, like, what do you think? What do you want to do? And he had some questions. And so, what, no. what are those questions? No, no, no. All right. then. so, so the oh, listener yeah. knows he's going to go yeah, Jan Sport backpack. It's my old uh, backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. That's the only backpack you have. Don't no. pull that bullshit. And he's got <laughs> the fucking, got his little black and white oh. notes. 
right. College ruled notebook. I just had this. I just found it. I was like, I'm gonna start writing on it. Don't start that. Um, <laughs> should I just go ahead? I mean, whatever you think. Okay. What do you want to know? What do I want? Do you um, want to preface it? Yeah. Do you? Anything? Did you? You know? Do you have any introductory mo- remarks you want to make? Um. Well, I mean. So approach I, council. Go approach the <laughs> council. Yeah, go ahead. So sidebar. I I, I mean I, I listened to the episodes and I kind of just got a feel for what you guys are like are you know because you guys talked about this like the last episode. Uh, you guys were your theory on what this show really is, and mm-hmm. Sean mentioned that it's just a moving target. Right. Um, well, I mean, listen. What are your insights now? Do you tell us what do you think this show is? Honestly. Um, I just feel like it's just, you know, I feel like it, it would be me with my friends just, you know, shooting the shit and just the fucking talking whatever about anything, putting our in, our input into whatever topic it might be. What do you think about that, Steve? I think it's good. I think that's good, too. Sean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about that, French pastries? Like, you, what do you think about what he's, he's boiled it down to? This sounds uh, like well, me and my friends. I mean, I'd like to hear more. You know, that's well, a sugar-coated <laughs> version, you know? Oh, I like that. Yeah, this like man that. knows about coating shit and sugar. Yeah. yeah. You okay. know? Yeah. Go, go deeper. You gotta go deeper. Yeah, okay. So what's deeper than that? What, uh, what, so you said it sounds like... That's real safe. That's real safe. That's just like the overlay which we that's already, we already see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> now you're in the tank with the sharks, that's my dude. That's actually what... We, yeah, that's Wait a exactly what we know. Kevin, yeah. do you understand who this guy is that's in the white jacket that's right here? Do you even have a fucking clue who that guy is? Does pastries is a big fan? No, no, no. Have you ever heard of French no. pastries? No. Dude, this place has been since the... This is huge. It's 65. Dude. Costa Mesa. All over Southern California. All over Southern me. California. Right. A 40-year-old business. Imagine if he's impressed. Where'd you grow up? Here. Oh! Here? Yeah. What high school did you go to? Asancia High School. Oh, then... Yeah. You de- you've been eating my stuff for years. Yep, really? there you go. Yep. It's like that. Huh. One of the biggest businesses. All of their graduation ceremonies have been catered by me. When was the last? Oh, straight up. You were eating this shit. Oh. I'm going to tell you what year, what month. Boy. Right. I made 6,000 date fucking scones, do, and you were eating them. Do you, do you still have a business here? Tell them. Oh, okay. yeah, you guys are extremely successful. No, like, I've, 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 straight, I've never... Costa like, Mesa High School and Estancia High School has been... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've been catering to them for 20, 30 years, oh. longer now. They have, th- they have multiple locations. So while you're giving this marketing insights, mm-hmm. right, Kevin? Right. Just know that you not only have an established business owner in Southern California here watching you, <laughs> but a fucking successful one, multi-generational success. Multi-generational. Not just that, multi-generational Orange County, Southern California success. You were Appreciate eating that. his fucking food yeah. and not even know. No, it. I, yeah, I know. Now that's, let me tell you something, that's yeah. success in business. Yeah. When you've been using someone's product and it's so part of your life that you don't even know it, that, my friend, is business. Yeah. Fuck all that shit they taught you at that banana slug school. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I've always tried to stay behind the curtains, you know, right. incognito. It's just right. better that way. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. All the great mafia dons, they did not look for publicity, right? right? You understand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, now, go deeper. This, this gentleman who you are... I mean, not to put you on the spot, but... No, yeah, of course. But... <laughs> oh, so... Never, of course. Of course. Yeah. Listen. I, um, so, so, you've listened to the show. Right. Right. Um, what else did you... In, what are your insights? Can mm. 
I you know I, I feel like you know you guys. I mean, you just put me on the spot. Yeah, yeah. No, dang, let's hard. go. And it's, and it's hard for me. You know, it's hard the, for me. No, it's just part of marketing. Yeah. This is it. Don't tell us what we already know, Kevin. We know you're on the spot, and it's hard. Yeah, right. damn. Right. Think our first show was fun? It's a bloodbath. <laughs> All right, just kidding. Go ahead. Um, no, it's just it, it feels like it's a really authentic show. You know, you guys don't don't have a schedule or you know something. You guys just go along with it. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of street culture, and especially when um, with like the intro. Uh, you know that, and that's what I kind of wanted to ask. Like, do you guys like? Is that something that you guys, you know, want to keep doing, or is this like just like something like this is who we are? You know, this is who what if you identify with, and we just want to expand, like put our, in, you know, like. What's the question? Ask the question. Um, You're not gonna offend anybody. Yeah, don't worry about offending anybody. But we're, we listen, need to get honest here, and yeah. we need you to right. we need you to go to another level that you personally. You're only 23, brother, right. and that's no. I'm not even saying that in a mean way. I'm saying like you're you're with a bunch of experienced dudes, oh, yeah. right? Seasoned, like a good steak. <laughs> yeah. And so we're we're gonna push you mm-hmm. a little bit, right. right? To get break out of your comfort zone, right. mm-hmm. your generation perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, what what is the real question? Just get to it. I mean, I guess I, go, I was trying to go along with it, but uh, do you want to stay rooted in, like, in street culture, or do you want like, to retain that and just explore other things, like explore, like, other areas, you know, you guys have, like, I don't know, like, cooking or, you know, like, some, like, audio stuff, like, just branch out to different, I'm sorry, I know you mentioned, uh, like, D&D stuff, right? Yeah. And I don't know if they know what that is, or... Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and yeah. Dragons, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like, just... That street culture and then merging with like gaming or you know game uh, board game like culture like that's something that is that something you guys would want to do or is that like no because this is who we are we're gonna stay this way. Sean, Sean's, Sean's, Sean's thinking. Sean? I, I see you. Uh, hold on, hold on. This, this, <laughs> take it easy, Kevin. This is this is our show. No, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> take it easy. This is our show. Yeah, be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> No, Sean. I saw you thinking for a second. What did you think? Um, you I was about? just I was just wondering what the what the whole talk was about in terms of what you were telling him. Um, or what you expected. what did you think of his question? Um, I, I see I see what you're saying. You're, you're asking if we want to branch out into things besides street culture, right? Yeah, and I think it's I think this shows more about personality, mm-hmm. like. Once you you once you're embedded with with Steve, you know his own personality. You listen to Chumahan talk. I think the subject doesn't really matter. Right. I think that uh, you know you're tuning in because you're more embedded with the or you're more inclined to listen because of of who we are. Right. More than what we're talking about because okay. it could be anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Moving target. Right. Movie target, yeah. Okay, well, hold on a second, Steve. What do you, what did you think? What did you think? What do you think about what's being said right here? I think you know. I think there's. I think that we. I think there. I agree with a lot. A lot of Sean said. I don't think that we're not. I think that there's a lot of street culture involved in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're rooted. I don't think that's where we're we derive from. We're gonna go street. I think that that's kind of by proxy. A lot of what comes in here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big topic. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think there 
you know, I don't, I can't ever see the Hard Luck Show having room for Dungeons and Dragons like this. This is nothing that me or ninety five percent of the, my friends have ever participated. Right. In, so I don't see that happening. Um, kind of the same way that uh, what was it, cornholing, kind of got blown out the window. It's like I don't want to do a cornholing show, but they want it. Then we can do it. But I'm not in, into it because I'm not into the Dungeons and Dragons. Right. But I think that the show does naturally and will continue to grow and go different places. You're talking about cooking. I absolutely see us doing some stuff, maybe playing playing down the lane of, of Cakes by Daniel, doing more stuff on like on that. Maybe mm-hmm. there's you know, cooking's a great fun way to do things. Uh skits we're gonna be doing and we're gonna start breaking off in Avenue. So I think it's gonna be more than just this show. I think there's more shows. But um I don't think we're I don't think we're just street culture. Cakes? Cakes by Daniel, what do you, what do you, what do you think about what's being said so far? And you you actually listened to the show from the very beginning, so uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would like to hear your uh, input on, on on all this as well. Um, I, I mean, it does. I, I feel like whatever spawns out of this show, it, it it comes from the street culture. I haven't heard or known or come across anything that doesn't necessarily spawn out of street culture. Hmm. You know, That's everything true. comes from the street. Right. You know, as far as whether it be politics, sex, religion, controversy, scandal, adversities. Um, you know, I. You know, different discussions and topics can be covered on the show. That's why I stay. I stay glued. Mm-hmm. But it all comes back from where you come from. You know, and how authentic and transparent you, you be. And one, one thing I I got I got to tell you, fellas. One of the reasons why I. I, I definitely just got stuck with the show is uh it's uh the no bullshit it's the no bullshit you know not the sugar-coated shit not the the everyday mediocre shit um it doesn't matter whether it's uh you know a touchy subject it's gonna get covered right you know and perspective is shared you got chumahan over here you know putting his knowledge and his training you got, you know, Lucky's, you know, training and his experience. Right. And, and everybody's perspective. And honestly, it, that makes a good conversation. That, you know, when it all started, that's why I said it, it's it, this is the round table of, of personality, like Sean said. Right. You know, this is the round table of not, not necessarily ego, but trained uh, individuals in their fields uh, sharing one topic and, and sharing their perspective. You know, and I, I love, I appreciate that. I, I can't tell you guys enough. You know, I do my diligence because that's just how I've always been wired. But I've had respect for Lux for years before I even, you know, ran into him. Uh, Lepke, same. Uh, Chumahan, I mean, say less. He, you know, he, we already know, you know, what it is to get what kind of percentage of authenticity out of Chumahan. He, one of the reasons why I love Shumaha so much is, he, fuck it. He's himself. Mm-hmm. Love me or leave me. And that's been my code since day one. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, I'd love to see what different directions and alleys, you know, whatever you know, pathways the, the show, you know, goes into. But that's never going to change the fact that the armor's the same. You know, the walk's the same. And the, the, the feel, the energy is going to be the same. 
whether it be this topic or that topic, it's 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 rooted, and that's probably the best word for it. It's it's rooted, rooted you know, right. from where it comes from, authentic, you know, authenticity, authenticity, it, where it comes from, you know, that street culture which spawns everything. So this is this yep. I, I I agree with that, and I really appreciate um, your perspective on that for sure. And um, uh, this is what I'm going to say. Right, we're gonna we're gonna. This is my two cents after listening. Part of this is people from the street. They don't always stay in the street, and like you know, Daniel says, like you know, almost everything is from the street. Or if it's not from the street, it got to where it's going to because it had to get into the street. Uh-huh. How the fuck you want to do it? Mm-hmm. So that part is there, and. Uh, I don't know that that's ever going to be something it's not. I don't think that the approach of we're only street. No. Right? That it's not. I think the moment you say we're only street, you're no longer street. Yeah. That's the end of that. Yep. But I will say this, and I'm saying this. I do think that there is a place for these personalities, including Sean, old blue eyes, who, right, is an interesting I love I love Sean's participation in the show because I think I think Sean represents a lot of people. He does. I think that he represents a lot of people who um, maybe don't have the gift of gab necessarily, or because their approach is one of integrity, or even a little bit, let's say, shy or scared or whatever it is. Right? Yeah. right? They're not gonna. But here he is. Right. I'd rather say nothing than say something. Fucked right. Up. Right. You know, right. not to interrupt you, man. Go I got. I got to stand up here for Sean. I've been listening to Sean inter- interject. Right. You know, from day one. Yeah. And he is one calculated, methodical he motherfucker. Is. You He's know, been and saying I, that from the gate. Straight yeah. up, homie. And and honestly. I love and respect the shit out of that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't speak until you got something to say. Straight up. And, and, and that's, um, that's some hardcore shit. That's some hardcore shit. It is. Shit. You yeah, know, and, you. and, and I respect that. And, and from, you know, I, that's always been my thing that I always right. push yeah. on people. You know, don't open your yap unless you got you something, something you're going to fucking say that's, that's a, a value. value. And, oh, he, and, he, and he is, and every, and every, and then you've said this forever, and when you have did, too. But when Shashan opens his mouth, when he says something, I'm he's Thought about what yep. he said. He mm-hmm. doesn't just say something. The I'm a fucking idiot. Let me say something. But mm-hmm. he's really saying something, man. A lot of times, he has me think, double down on something. Mm-hmm. I gotta rethink it. But 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 my point like is that. so. But yeah. my point is is that I do think that taking these personalities and putting them with different situations or personalities is something that people want to hear and experience and it's like what's the what is what is so when you said like D, right so like it wouldn't be that we would do i don't know what you were thinking but i would think it would be interesting for us to talk to D guys bring in D guy ask him what's uh yeah bring in right? a few of them ask right him. or the three of us went to a D show <laughs> listen Listen, right, and 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 talk to them and let them ask us questions, right? Breaking into these worlds, mm-hmm. not to set up a series, but to just set up. This is what, because uh, in other, because the, this is what these guys are going to be like in this setting. This is what these guys are going to be like. I do think that's a piece of what's interesting about the show. I would like to do that just to get in these dudes' heads and find out. Yeah, what the fuck they find out so fucking. Uh, in the, why are they into this shit? You right, know? and so we I might, would go, but that's more 
me personally doing something and the show's there to document it. That's and that's I think that's and that's exactly right. So that's what I think the show so in answering your question, I don't think that we are gonna stay street. I don't but we're not losing our essences. Right. Mm -hmm. But we are interested in finding out why other fuckers are into something or or trying something new or you know, examining whatever it is. So I, I for us you know the core principle, the core values of the show. If you want to talk about like what are the principal values, so it's lifers, right? I mean that's one of the things that's a reoccurring thing. And those stories tend to be about less about the 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 reason why they got in there, but a lot about how they survived it, and then how did a lot of them have come out and have become successful despite. The obstacles that were put. That's very much about what the show's about. Right. All these different people I know or meet along the way, all about a journey. Mm-hmm. All my friends have had a journey. I, I mean, originally, Chuma, when the first thing came up, he's like, dude, let's bring on your friends. Right. Just interview all your friends. Just so, and I felt that all, all the people I surround myself with, are, I, they're around me for a reason. There's something special about each one of my friends. Right. And I think there's something valuable in every human being that walks the face. They've had their journey. And I'll sit down and listen to anybody's journey because it's going to be different than the next guy's. Everyone's going to be its own because none of us are exactly like. So this show's really a collective of that. But the thing about the hard luck is this. Is that when you hear a lot of these stories, you get to hear how fucked up and how they didn't know where they were going and right. how shit was and how, right. and how they ended up to this place and you're like, it almost could be. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Be the hard way show. Because hard luck kind of rings true to our show because the luck is gained not easily. Right? Right. I mean, you got to earn. You got to earn your luck. You got to earn your own luck. So the whole hard Mm -hmm. luck show as a theory is actually being practiced in a way. It is like a hard luck way. Like some of us had to get to where we had to the hard way. So there is nothing more American Mm -hmm. than the fucking hard luck show. Nothing. Nothing. I'm serious. These are true American stories. So when you're thinking about like what is the show, I would say that this show is the one of, is maybe the preeminent American show, mm-hmm. and in what way? Not only in the way that a lot of different tri- like foundational cultures, right? The Latin culture is foundational to the American identity. The American Indian is foundational to the to the American identity. The American cyborg. Or and Android is foundational to the American. No, Sean though, right? Sound. I don't know, Sean. I I I hate to call you a white guy in a sense. Be, I'm not against white. I'm part white, but for some reason it doesn't seem to actually capture you. To be honest with you, when I think of you, I don't think of you as a white guy. So how do you think of yourself? I think I always want to go like 
Celt or Irish, but I, I never, how do you think of yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't really consider myself a race. Right. It doesn't cross my I, mind. I think it works great for us because we have the, um, the token white guy who's yeah. really not on the white guy team. Right. Get what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's American, right? But what makes the Hard Luck Show even more American is it's a show about second chances and comebacks. Right. The underdog. The underdog. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a show about guys who fucked up. And then, well, I'm not even just talking about guys that went to prison. I'm, not even ta I'm talking about me too. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm on my second marriage. Mm -hmm. It's about guys that fucked up or did whatever. And they are making a comeback. Mm -hmm. They didn't, they're not letting things get them down. They might feel bad. They might feel guilty. They might feel maybe like there's only like a shred of hope left. But they got that dog. They got that heart. And it doesn't matter how old. Doesn't matter what sex. Doesn't matter where you're from. Any of that shit. The Hard Luck Show was about the comeback. The mm -hmm. second chance. The third chance, even. That's what Let I... Let me ask you Go something. ahead. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you something. Do it. If you were to look at all my friends that surround me, all my close friends, we'll have one thing in common. We didn't, none of us inherited any money. Right. Our parents didn't have money. We made our own money. Mm -hmm. What would you rather watch? Um, would you rather watch a docuseries, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the storyline. Father fucking die, makes a ton of money, dies, <laughs> and hands it over to his son. Okay? Right. Part two... That guy dies, right? <laughs> he, he makes even more money and the more money and dies and hands it off to his son, right? And the third season is that guy dies and hands it off to his son, right? Right. That's right. Or the guys that have to like fucking grab underneath a fucking truck and fucking come under the border and fucking fall out on the side of the road and start washing dishes at some fucking place and fuck, uh, uh, mm -hmm. or come with one pair of fucking pants mm -hmm. and they fucking are trying to fucking work at a 7-Eleven and they buy the... I want to hear those stories. I want to know that the motherfucker next to me went through some shit, man. Of course. Absolutely. You know, I want to hear... The, and those are the... That's what this show has so much of that. The people around me are like built of character and scars and fucking went through some shit, man. And I feel real, real comfortable when I'm around motherfuckers who went through a lot of shit and didn't fold. That's true. Been through a couple fucking, excuse my language, a couple shootouts, fucking shit through hospitals, business trips. You know, been through some shit, kept their mouth shut, didn't break them. Those types of dudes that are like, even like Chumahan. Right. The way he grew up, no mom and this and his dad fucking with him, fucking out all, all this shit he had to do to get here. Yeah, fucking muscle through it, man. Mm -hmm. Through hours and days and weeks and fucking sitting in offices, playing with Dude, little fucking little. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All that <laughs> shit he had to sit in his dad's car for four hours while he was fucking people with his fingers. And while shit. he was fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> right. While he was fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and the heavy shit, and the hard shit, and the divorce. Let me tell you something. And these are like Sean too, dog. Sean had it all fucking. He was in there. Reno with a with with a cooking plate, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Trying yeah, to make yeah. lost lasagna on a hot plate. And fucking all he had, dude, you said that you were feeling so down that you like cried or you made a weird noise. What was that story, dude? Weird noise. Yeah, you said that like, 
You were so fucked up in Reno, and everything was looking so bad. And then you saw something, and you were like, <laughs> or something like that. You cried, or that you you. What was that? I saw a dead bird on the side of the road. No, I think what he's talking about is uh, when I was living. I was living with a uh, uh, IV drug user in a foreclosed home, <sighs> and um, and I wasn't working. <sighs> And dude, every night I would just, I would just cry, you know oh, what I mean? Shit. Just out of nothing, you right. know. Just I don't know. I was in a bad, bad yeah, spot. Bad. Yeah. Yep. All right. Bad. Did that answer your question? I like hearing no, that. Yeah. Look at did Steve smiled. He was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, did yeah. that answer your question? No. Yeah. Well, that, that definitely what? Was. That was like twenty minutes ago when he answered the asked the question. I know, but we're getting did down you, to the essences. All right, we go. Okay. Um, question number two. I mean, I kind of put like three questions into that one question. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you guys were talking about like branching out, or, I guess. And I just what what do you envision? You know, a year from now or two years from now with, with the show? You know, I, I really, I was going to jump in and say I really, I believe in my heart. Right. In my heart, my partner has. We share the same vision. Mm-hmm. In a in a long term, which Sean's are not only our partner at this show, but this show is the home base for so much other. So we're partners, and I think Chumahan can answer you best in what we see eventually, what we'd like to be doing, what this show turns into, and what it's really all about. So this show and what it turns into is going to be a full on studio. Mm-hmm. And people are going to come to us eventually with their ideas. And it's not that they're not going to know necessarily what they want the show to be, but they're going to want to have the the Chumahan, Steve, Sean uh, imprint authenticity on it. There's going to be, and so that's what it's going to be. And this show is going to grow. And I, part of the problem with your question, right, one of the, key elements is uh what is podcasting what the fuck is podcasting what the fuck is podcasting right 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 now because podcasting is still somewhat emerging people are thinking of it in terms of radio a lot of people are doing that they're thinking like okay so this is basically radio on the fucking internet but what that doesn't take into account is a couple of things. Number one is that the episodes stay alive, right? And you can re-listen. We have tons of... It also doesn't take into account that radio's dying. It also doesn't take into account that movies... Warner Brothers just went and said, all 2021, we're streaming. We're not going to theaters anymore, mm-hmm. right? right? All of that old way that media was done is, is falling away. And it, and it will never come back. And it shouldn't. So, what is podcasting then, right? So, where do I see this? And I see podcasting as the new way that relationships are built. In a way that you wouldn't necessarily go to church in the old, old, old days, and then you would have community because there would be the church. And, like, you're there intermingling for this, this community. That's what podcasting is. Podcasting is creating a community. So what I actually see is a studio that has an entire, almost, um, 
an entire culture around it, right? And that's why we're able to, that's why I interact with all of the people that reach out to me, like Daniel or whoever, actually. I don't know who they are, Budhead805, right? Mm. They reach out to me a lot and they ask me questions or we talk about certain things or whatever it is. And those are, I'm starting to realize those are my friends. They're becoming my friends, right? right? And that is taking the place of going down to the tavern and having a drink and meeting a friend. That is, take, that is similar to going on to Fortnite and playing the game and establishing a relationship through that network without really 100% knowing that other person. person. That's where we're going. That's what this podcast is. So Hard Luck Show will be an entire studio that will be creating and, be, and, and actually be its own culture. That's what I see. Okay. Right? Uh, yeah. Where you will be able to go and, you know, what I'm looking forward to being able to create uh, with my partners is various worlds. And when I say various worlds, I mean virtual. Uh, I was meeting with a guy at a studio that's got LED screens mm -hmm. in an entire studio and a new software that you can go to 1940s New York, mm -hmm. right? And you can load that into the computer, and it looks like you're standing right in 1940s New York. Not like they cut a person out and put right. them into a virtual reality, but the physical space, when you look around, looks like 1940s New York, and it's LED um, screen. So it's not like projection that's got bad articulation. Eddie Murphy is using that studio to start doing stand-up comedy at all these old theaters like the Apollo and whatever and he's able to recreate it and yet walk around the space and they're able to film it mm. instead of having it all animated. So what I'm saying is is I want to, right? I want people to be able to inhabit Santa Monica 1990, right? That that Steve talks about. I want them to be able to go there and have their own adventures. And I want them to go there and be able to explore with Steve. And I want them to be able to go to my reservation. And I want them to be able to grow up in a certain way and see, like, you know, the fucking bulk generic Cheerios that I had to eat every fucking morning. Dude. <laughs> Didn't come in a box. It was in a bag. Or um, I want to be able to create... Um, these worlds even in an audio space with sean where it's like people can go and listen and they can actually grow up with king salmon right right, right. like go through all the different things or or whatever it is so it's so that's where i think the hard luck show is going um i don't think i what i what i think i'm doing is getting my partners to unleash the three dimensions of their own worlds their their lives mm -hmm. you know when sean first started his approach a little bit was kind of like well i'm going to be the sound engineer i don't need to be famous like i don't need that you need that Chumon. i don't need that which is true but they started getting pissed off when he didn't get in the front of the camera enough so <laughs> we had to change things around but sean's an interesting guy full of contradictions and he's done a lot of shit <laughs> you are is that a good thing, Sean? Everyone's full you're of you're full of contradictions. I, I'm, I'm not, full I of contradictions. There's no human. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. I, don't know that I think it's it. human. Yeah, okay. it's human. There's layers to the shit. There's right. Layers, I guess so. Right. So there's layers to Sean, right? There's layers to me. There's layers to Steve, obviously, <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, there's a lot. Right. There's layers to Kevin. We're just at the top layer. Yeah. Kevin's got a lot of layers, too. You peeled off a couple good layers in this show, my brother. That, you were great. With, I mean, the whole thing. Even watching him watch the stripper talk was fantastic, <laughs> man. That was so great because he was riveted, dude. He was like... Mm-hmm. And then also Daniel and hearing his story. I mean, we had no idea what to expect, to be honest. Where, where, what always intrigues me... I have a friend named Joey Castillo. He's a drummer. He used to drum for Danzig. And, I love Danzig. And um, now he plays for the Bronx and everything. From Gardena. I think I've Who's met there? Joey. I love Danzig. Might have. I think I've, I've, yeah. He's a badass drummer. And um, he is dad. He has a brother named Polly, but they're real tight with their dad. Their dad and their mom. But their dad is like. At all their birthday, they got this great relationship, and I just didn't grow up seeing a lot of those. I had a lot of troubles with my me and my dad's relationship. Most guys that I know, their dads were around; it was a bad relationship. So we all kind of looked to Joey because he had like this. They got along, and everybody look at it and admire it. Like they all wanted to have that, right? And when you talk about like wanting to spend more time with your dad and. We're gonna do this together, and we gotta show up, man. It's my dad's business, our business, the family, like that whole thing, man. Like, I, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that and grasp that. Well, and I was trying to be as much time as I could away from my father. I would never want to be around the guy, you know. And so when I hear it, I I look at it and I admire when I hear stuff like that. I'm like, fuck, man, you know, that's how I want it with me and my son. But it certainly wasn't that yeah. way with me and my father. Yeah. But I would have hoped it would be. And when I hear stuff like that, it's like, be good to hear, man, that 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 not, not all those dynamics are fucked up, like most of them. You know, it's a good, you know, man. You wanna... even even what you say, like as bad as my dad is, mm-hmm. you know, I still think there was like a lot of value for me to spend so much time with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because. There was a lot of abusive, weird shit, but, like, the fact that my dad forced me to go with him, like, fishing salmon in the middle of the night when I was, like, eight. You gained from that. I fucking did. Hell yeah, you did. I was telling my mother-in-law today, because my daughter, Tigra, she, we just got, we didn't get, my mother-in-law kept since, she kept all the toys of my sister-in-law and and Sarah, my wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and... She's bringing them out for Tigra now. And one of them was a fucking Pluto that's an electric Pluto that you can, like an RC car, you can move them around. And my daughter Tigra loves it, but is scared the shit out of it. So, right. like, you run it up to her and she'd be like, yeah. ah, she yeah. runs away. Then she wants right. to get close to it of and course. touch it. She has right. a love hate relationship with She loves to get scared. Right. All the time. She does yeah. shit that freaks her out, right? That's how Vincent was. So I tell my mother-in-law, I go, listen, this chick, my daughter, she fucking likes, she likes the feeling of getting scared. And I told her, I'm like, my dad was the same way. My dad used to force me. My dad used to force me, right? He would tell scary stories about evil people in the ground that would pull you down. Like Carrie? Oh, he said that they were just hands. They're bloody hands that would rip. We'd be camping and be fire. And he'd be like, he'd be drinking, right? And be like, 
I didn't think I wanted to tell you the story. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he would tell me the story. Bloody hands that would come out right, and bring right, children right. down to hell. Yeah. And I'd be sitting there. And then he'd go, all right. Now, I want you to walk over by that porch. <laughs> go sleep on that little <laughs> stump over there. And he goes, I'm going to time you two minutes, and you're going to lay on your back in the dark. <laughs> He'd get off on that shit. And he would force me to do it, and right. I would do it, right? right? right, right to prove right, my bravery. Right. But, it, but, but I think what that did for me, I told my mother, and my, my wife was like, that's child abuse. Yeah, 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 but I told, I told her, I go, listen. You were abused. Okay, but I also said sometimes you wonder how can I step into a courtroom in a brand new case and not know what the fuck right. and be scared out of my fucking. So was life. it abuse or was it really just priming you for the world, getting you ready for the world? I think those things about confronting fears mm-hmm. like that. I think that's priming. Mm-hmm. I think other things were abuse, but I right. think for sure forcing me to confront fear, and I think that was for sure priming. Because that, that gave me a taste. Right, right. Whether that was the intention or not, right? Yeah, I, 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 I right. I mean, sure, he was entertaining himself. Right. But, but yeah. I do think that he, because he would bring me to the cliff. He would bring me on the side of the cliff where there was like water below 30 feet. And he'd be like, if you had any real fucking balls, you're going to jump off this cliff and go <laughs> into the water. And I'd be standing there looking at that thing for like an hour, bro. An hour. Mm-hmm. Right? And then I'd get up the courage and jump off the cliff. And then there was a couple times where he said that, and it looked dangerous to me, and I told him, I'm not fucking doing it. My dad goes, you know what? I'll give you 50 bucks if you do it. And I looked down, and there was like rocks over here and over there, and I go, I'm not going to do it. And then my dad shook my hand, and he said, that's a good thing. Think for yourself. And then he told me a story about when he was logging, and they were putting logs in the hold of a giant ship, and the foreman told him, now go down there, and move the logs and put the chain to choke around them. My dad looked down in there and he said that the logs were moving. They would have crushed them. And my dad looked at his boss. It was like a second day on the job and said, I'm not going down there. That's going to kill me. And the guy shook his hand and said, no one's ever going to tell you not to do something dangerous in this job. And if you say no and you saved your life, that's a good thing. And then uh-huh. they went and asked somebody else to do it. And that guy did it and whatever. But my dad told me when I told him, no, I'm not jumping off this cliff because that doesn't look right. All right. He definitely encouraged me and said, that is the right way. Think for yourself. So is that priming me? Is it fucking with me? I don't know. But based on all those factors, I definitely think that that supported something that I don't think, I don't think my, I don't think my wife's generation and the generation lower than that, and I'm speaking generally, get that kind of instruction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one's ever had a, a handbook. There's no such thing. That's true. You know, different generation, different time, different period. There's no handbook. You know, it's what you feel at the age you're at when you father a child. Right. Oh yeah. You know what your so what, you know what what your how you grew up. For my for my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm mindful of the fact that I've got a girl. Mm. And part of me is like, I want her to come with me on all my rounds. So that she learns regardless of the gender. Now, I'm not trying to make a tomboy out of her either. Maybe she wants to wear pink. I don't know. But I certainly don't want her to lose some of the lessons that I learned, which is, like, number one, it's okay to thrill-seek and go into some dangerous places. But you also have to balance that against the probabilities of of harm. And if the probabilities are too high, then you got to make a good decision. 
And you got to think for yourself. Well, I think she gets to that place. I think she get the maybe she gets the other aspect from her mom, and she gets the thrill seeking from you, and she incorporates it on her own. She'll get there, right? But I think about all that now. I I I don't. I definitely know what you're talking about with the kids. Like, oh my god! Turn it off. Like, no, no, turn it off. Turn it back on. Turn yeah, it back yeah. On. Behind the, you know, yeah. I know that whole like love, hate, especially when they're real little. They don't know how to like express right the difference. Right, they, they don't even know whether they like it or they don't. Right, you know that's exactly there. right. But that shit's uh, you know, I tell you what the funny thing is, man, is me and my wife would look at me and my wife. She had alcoholism in her family. And there's some alcoholism abuse in my family. So as I'm the as I'm the addict alcoholic, of course, me and my wife at the time are always looking at our kids like, "Is this kid got yeah. the gene?" Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, right. He kind of started yeah, yeah, crying yeah. for no reason at all. Yeah. Yeah, He's really yeah, yeah. stubborn here and didn't stop every, eating pizza. Right. Like, and yeah. it's all normal shit that kids do. Right. But because we're over here, we're trying yeah, to already... fuck. Oh, is he, is this uh. gonna be? And let me tell you something, man. The whole time, bro, we had our eye on my daughter. Right. Right. That's funny. I swore on it. Just like me. And um, and Vincent was going to, and Vincent was opposite. I mean opposite. I mean, Sophia didn't want to go to school. was crying about this and that. And Vincent's just like, cool, cool guy. I, 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 he works for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it went, went away, and we're completely completely wrong and right. there's been some other things that caught me completely off guard right mom too right and the older i get the more i get to understand two things about my kids and one of them i learned got to learn kind of somewhat early on was that i have no fucking control right over yep. what they're gonna like yep. or not like yep. right what yep. their thing is or what their thing isn't like, right. just like yep. your thing and my thing right our parents really couldn't Mm -hmm. Right. Right? That's right. And and I think that the other thing is um I don't know, it's just like I don't I don't maybe it's more of that. It's like this realization. I I think people worry that I think that kids are going to like you said, they are going to do what they're taught. And I think kids hit a rebellious age and do crazy shit. Yeah. And the parents are like, I didn't raise them. Without fail. And a lot of times I see those kids come back to the people that they were raised to be. Yeah. That that was just something they were going through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, if you've instilled, if that's what the kid has seen over and over in the home, that's what the kid's going to do, bro. Mm. Even if the kid gets a little rebellious or whatever, they're ultimately what they watched over and over. And and that's why I think that your daughter has a really good chance because not only her mother, grandmother, but her mother, her father, consistent people. You two went to school. That's you it. both became lawyers. You're both consistency. That's what they need. They're gonna do that. Even if she flips out and wants to do this or have her hair yeah. pink or red or that, mm. she's gonna follow along with what she knows her mother and father to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. Yep. And my sister is a nervous wreck with her son because he's. He's in treatment right now. He's got alcoholism. You know, right. he's twenty years old. And she's right. like, oh, he wasn't raised. I don't know, and he didn't see it. I'm like, but you want to know something? You and John are professional, hardworking. You provided him a good life. You're consistent. You guys have been there for him. You're. 
I go, he'll come back around, man. That's who he is. He was yeah. raised with morals. He saw that around him. He was bringing him. And I really believe that, man. And yeah. I, I just do, man. I, do, I believe that, man. And when you don't take the time to take interest and you have kids, the kids like you have pets and you just fucking put them in front of the TV yeah. and throw them in there. I'm really just more concerned with me. It's my kid. Keep your mouth shut. So I think those kids, they, they, they get something different and they're, their road's a little bit different than a road of like your your daughter's road is going to be completely different than your road right right yeah you I, I totally agree with that i think you're doing a great job and i think you're naturally going to be like oh I, I look i get scared i worry that's natural especially with a girl right but i'm telling you from the outside from the outside i'm trying to reassure you yeah what i've seen yeah is people that show up consistent, their kids are really become who their parents are. 100%. They live the same lives as with those same moral compasses and stuff. I don't, I don't. Sean, what do you got to add to that? Your son is how old? Four. Quite. So, yeah. what do you got to add to what Steve said? I mean, how's your son coming up? Uh, he's, he's having a hard time right now. What is that? What does a hard time for a four year old look like? Uh, he just, he's, his emotions are out of control. Like everything, you know, you take this away from him, he gets crazy. You know, you tell him what to do. He wants to do the opposite, that sort of thing. Uh -huh. and it's, it's probably normal shit, but to me, it's very frustrating. Right. Um, you got a little extra boy on his. Oh, dude. Right. Yep. And then it's like, uh, he does, he'll say like, what, what's an example? Uh, you say, oh, you can't have candy. And he'd be like, I never want candy ever again. Don't right. ever give me candy. Right. Oh. No more candy for the <laughs> rest of my life. Does that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's calling like, you out on your bluff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, yeah, dude. He goes hard. He goes hard in the opposite direction. So Right. Yeah, and he's doing that thing. I don't want to live. Like I, My life is like I want to die or whatever. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. And it's, Where is uh, he getting that? That's an interesting I think, one. Well, because he, if you, if you deny, I think it's it's like a, a lack of control. Like he feels out of control. Yeah, but where so in would order he... to control it, he goes the opposite direction in in the most extreme way. Yeah, but how would how does he know that the extreme way is not living or dying? That's I guess what I'm. That's really what I'm asking. It's not how does he get that, but how did he learn that articulation? What are you, what are you saying? So where does he get? I don't want to live. I want to die. Where does he get that? Um, I think right now he's into like boss fights and, um, and, uh, you know, like, you know, being able to stop something by killing it or something like that. You yeah. Know, he's like, he's, he's really into like using his magical powers, like fireball or whatever it is, or <laughs> you. whirlwind fists to kill you. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I think he understands the extreme is death. But he doesn't. Okay, so now but he this, doesn't. Like, he doesn't really, know what it is. Yeah, right. he just knows that he knows when that he, you stop. 
<laughs> so he doesn't he know. knows you stop and go somewhere. Right. Yeah, he knows right. you disappear. Right. You, the obstacle gets the fuck out right. my way. Right. Right. I don't got to deal with Kill you. It. In a terms of like a like a video game or right. like a show yeah. right. or something, right. he understands that like you've stopped moving and you're no longer a threat. So right. I'm on right. to the next thing. Right. So. But he doesn't he hasn't he's too young to fully have grasped yeah, like that like to... his ego wouldn't understand, like, no, you stop existing. Right. No more fucking nothing. Yeah. Like you don't come back. Like he'll he'll constantly kill me as the um what is it? Uh the tickle monster, of course, who has tickle missiles. Okay. You know? So he'll kill me that way. Or he'll, I do the claw guy where I like, you know, get him. Or yeah. Like, so I'm like running after him. And dude, he gets, he loves to be scared, dude. He'll yeah. like run around yeah, and then chasing I'll, him. I'll go the other way and then like I'll go, ha. Yeah. And then he'll go, yeah. he'll like jump and then he'll go, ha. And he'll start <laughs> laughing and he'll like yeah. run the other way. Right. So right. My daughter does that too. Yeah. I'll go, she'll, uh, I'll go, you know, I'll see her in the kitchen, right? Yeah. And I'll look around the corner like this, just a little bit, and she'll catch yeah. my eye. And I'll give her a look like, and then I'll slowly sneak away. Yeah. And then I'll run and hide behind the couch. Right. So when she, and she'll come around the corner looking for me, I'm not there. Then she comes around the couch, and I'll be right at the couch, and then I'll jump out and go, ah! <laughs> and she'll go like this. She'll go, ah! And then she'll start laughing, dude. And she fucking loves it. Right. She right. loves right. being scared, right. dude. Little Michael, bro, I just, when we're around, when we're around, anytime he's around, if his back's towards me, I'll just go, like that, yeah. and it'll be, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he just loves running, but he's giggling and laughing yeah. as yeah. he's running. Yeah, they love that. That dude. he finally, like, sometimes just the tips chase. over. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah! So, like, so, so, so then the other thing my daughter loves right now too is she's like ball, ball, and we, I got her all these crazy bouncy balls, right? So she'll fucking want me to sit down in the hallway. I close all the doors, so there's just a tube, right? Right. And she gets in the middle, and then she wants me to throw the ball. And as soon as the ball looks like it's coming back towards her, she runs to me. She can hear it in her face. As she's closing her eyes, and she feels like it's going to hit her in the back right. of the head or something. And then yeah. she jumps like on me or whatever. Like you're right. save her from the ball. She loves that game. Uh, we do the same thing, but with the yoga ball. Yeah. And my kid will run down, and it'll be like uh, Indiana Jones, like the big boulders coming yeah. after him. And then he'll like run in, and he loves that. Yeah, loves I, love that game. That I love that shit, too. I do, yeah. too. All right, Kevin. Any other questions? Kevin. Uh, no. I mean, All right. So, yeah. So, what's gonna happen? I think. At the, well, let's let Kevin answer that. Kevin, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's the next step? Come on. Um. I told you you were gonna get a real opportunity, so you tell us. Well, you know, I mean, I would love to try and see what I can do for you guys in, in terms of like trying to find you know another podcast to like work with or maybe like branch out find like some special guests or you know something like or that some mm -hmm. sponsorships sponsorships too yeah i was mm -hmm. actually thinking about that like with like i don't know the there's this, the shape club um like the dollar, dollar, shape, the club. dollar shape club you know stuff like that we we did, we did have one a shaver with, uh, for a while manscaper yeah, yeah. right? yeah, they did and we also weed manscaping weed a lot of weed. Anyway. A lot of weed. Pe weed people be hitting us up. Yeah. Sean said we got a bonus from the we weed We did. People. We did get a bonus. Hey, okay. So I think the next step then is, um, I think a couple things now that we've just discussed it. I think that what we should do is um, put together a list or send the names to Kevin of the guests that we think are going to be coming on in the next two or three months. 
and have Kevin reach out to them and coordinate and then maybe um, any other guests that he thinks of, right, like that, that are interested. I think Kevin should, um, I think as a starter, put together a list of sponsors that he thinks we're a good fit for, right? Right, the sponsors, uh, yep. And then the third thing is, is I think, um, I think Kevin should uh, also think about what we talked about in terms of the essence of the show and start not coming up with a full plan, but at least start coming up with a general idea of um, what he thinks the brand is. What's the brand? And how how can that just that first? I don't I don't I don't want to have him try to come up with a plan yet, like all that stuff, right? That's too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, list of sponsors, and it's got to be at least fifty. Okay, I don't want to fucking see no ten people on a list. Um, pull together and and at least at minimum just have a list of the guests that we think are going to be in the next three months, right, Steve? You got some guys that yeah, you know yeah, are coming absolutely. through, blah blah blah. Um, and then some ideas about and when I say ideas, what I mean to say is you spent a lot of time thinking about, it, you wrote a lot of shit, and then you boiled it back down to one sentence, right? I don't need just like your first thought I need distilled down. So based on what you've heard, put some real energy into brainstorming for yourself about what you think the show is and where it resonates with people and then boiling it back down to some sentences about what you think the show is Mm -hmm. and what the brand is. And then after that, we'll talk about what, what next steps after that is. But I think those three things are more than enough for everything that's on your plate to start doing that. I what agree you, with that. Right? I agree with Sean? You yeah, sounds good. Daniel, you have anything to add to that? That my my uh initial uh direction? No. No, okay. I mean that's that's a start. Yep. That's definite start for him so, so he doesn't get overwhelmed. Yep. Yep, yep. But that's uh that's it. All right. Shout out real quick. I want to thank uh Cakes by Daniel for joining us. For uh, sure. Thank you. Appreciate you guys thank having you, me. We're coming and sitting down. And uh, welcome back anytime, Kenny. Kevin. No, Kevin. 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 Yeah. K. But we were calling you Special K. Special K. Special K. Sorry, Special K. For the time being, Special K. We were on a, uh, a temporary week-to-week basis. Yeah, <laughs> there's some things that we've asked of you, and we're gonna just play it by it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I appreciate your courage in coming down here and sharing with us. Uh, right. You seem like a good enough guy to me, so let's see what we can do. Uh, anything to plug? Supermax? Supermax Hardware. www.supermaxhardware.com We're about to do some Christmas specials for the holidays, so check that out. Shout out to the Soul Assassins family. Shout out to the Cookies, Vibes, Burner fam. And... Uh, all right. Open for H2K. H2K, uh, Ovando Bone LLP, all your legal needs. We wear braids to court. Hey, Chumahan underscore, hit me up. Check out my Instagram. I got everything up. You want to find out what his Kevin character looks like? I got a, I snapped the photo. I'm going to check this dude out. <laughs> I also got Daniel's, uh, I got Daniel on there, the cakes. And um, let me say something else. You come on there. 
Once you ask me some questions that you deeply want answered on the show, I will fucking get those answers. It might not be an answer you like, but it will be one that's real. Sean? Sean at hardluckshow.com. S-E-A-N at hardluckshow.com. You can spell hardluckshow. Come on. You don't need that spelled out for you. And uh, let's give a big shout out to uh, Bruised Baby Blue, uh, Jasper yeah. the Stripper. Gave old, gave old Special K an eyeful, I think. Yeah. <laughs> gave him an old eyeful. Yeah. You know what? He didn't have an ex-girlfriend until after he saw that episode. Then I all of a sudden he was like, he was oh. He trying to figure out her chichi side. He was. He was. He was trying to figure out if she was wearing pants. Right. He was. He was like, yeah, yeah. was there a camel toe there or not? That's what he was trying to figure out. He himself. Yeah, he was looking. I saw it. All right. And as we say. About this time. Adios, amigos, from home.